You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Beyond the Game. Hello and welcome again to Beyond the Game. I am Kim Legale, your host, and as always, we talk about uh, the game off the field and after the career. Uh, today, uh, I've got a special guest, somebody I haven't talked to for quite a while, uh, was a teammate of mine uh, for four years with the Kansas City Chiefs, Kavika Mitchell. Kavika, first and foremost, uh, welcome. I appreciate you coming on. And, dude, it's good to see you. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate you having me on. and it, It's been way too long, man, but it's, it's definitely great to see you. It really is. It, it, it's amazing. I was I, I was taken back a little bit because I, I texted you or we were on, on Facebook or whatever it was, and you got right back to me and said, love to, sounds good. And, and you know, and it's funny with Facebook, you follow people a little bit, you feel like you can keep in touch with them, but you know, I don't know that we've talked to, you know, since you left. And you know, for those uh, Chiefs fans who, who who don't know, you had four years with the, the Chiefs, your second round pick out of University of South Florida, uh, then uh, Super Bowl winner at the Giants, correct? Yeah, that was the uh, that was the infamous helmet game, I think helmet catch, if I do remember right. And then uh, Buffalo Bills a few years, and then New Orleans Saints a uh, year. They played eight years in the league, I believe. Um, first and foremost, uh, where are you at now? What's going on with Kavika Mitchell? Um, I'm living in Orlando, Florida. That's uh, where I grew up. Uh-huh. Um, we moved back here in 2010, uh, so. Just, just living life right now. We have two or three beautiful kids. Uh, my oldest is twenty. My daughter's eighteen, and then we have a five-year-old, uh, Patrick. So, wow, uh, yeah, enjoying family life and uh, staying busy with with a variety of different things. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, your years at Kansas City, and of course, we'll talk about a lot of things away from football, but we have to set it up a little bit. Uh, second round pick, you're out of University of South Florida. When I was doing my research, you know, remembering things, I didn't realize that you were at Georgia at one point time, one point in time as well. Um, go from there to South Florida, you're a second round pick, so obviously doing well. I think you were up for the Buckus Award and some things of that nature. It always seems like a lifetime ago to me when I think about my career, uh, and I, I wonder what it is like you. But can you can you go back to that time to a degree of what you were thinking and just how overwhelming it was or overwhelming that maybe it wasn't oh specific to just just the whole draft situation and and yeah i mean it it was pretty overwhelming uh we were my wife was being checked into the hospital on tuesday night um i was meeting with joe vitz the linebacker coach out back out back tuesday night and uh he said they had interest in drafting me and uh on wednesday and, and you know if it works out, it works out. But at that time, I only took it, you know, for what it was. And uh, Wednesday afternoon, our firstborn son uh, came. And uh, so everything was kind of hectic. We brought him back from the hospital Friday. And, uh-huh. and um, Saturday during the draft, you know, uh, they ended up drafting me in the second round. And <laughs> and uh, we, it was just crazy. It was a crazy time in life. Um and then, as you know, you you move right out to Kansas right away and yep. uh, start getting adjusted. So, um, it was definitely an interesting time in life. A, a time that only thing I can control was how hard I worked and prepared for the draft, and, and everything else was out of my control. So, um, thankfully, I think having a son at that time kind of distracted me and allowed me to focus on different things, and everything worked out for the best. 
Yeah, obviously. You know, I, I know for me, I was in the league a few years before my first uh, uh, two boys came. And I remember once I did have my kids, it was really nice because when you got home, it was almost impossible to think about football at times because you had the kid there. And people may or may not believe that that's actually a good thing because football can consume you. And I can't imagine you know, being, being a, a dad that young, but that's fabulous also because I, I would think uh, he has – he has memories of you playing, maybe not so much at Kansas City, but throughout your career, he, he he got old enough that maybe he remembers a little bit. I'm guessing. I know both my boys, you know, came in the locker room after the wins with Kansas City, and they remember those days. Those days. I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a good distraction. Um, it, it can be consuming, especially in the NFL. You know, there's it's so demanding. Um, and coming in as a second round pick, you know, they had high expectations for me and I was swimming. I had no idea what I was doing on the field. Uh, I was learning a whole new defense, different terminology. Um, so it, it, it was a good break from the pressure and a good break from all that stuff. And then, yeah, he, he grew up um, coming into locker rooms as well uh, throughout my career. And uh, he just always had a deep love for football. Um, so I think that definitely had a big impact on his life. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for having him at a young age. Um, yep. And I've been with my wife since we were in high school. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it kind of, it, it was, it was going to happen. It was meant to be. Yep. That's very cool. Um, going back to your days in Kansas City, well, what do you remember about it? Had you been to Kansas City be- before? Was this your first time? You had those four years, you know, a lot of people that come in, uh, they have a pretty good, you know, experience with it because it's much lower key than a lot of places. I'm curious your thoughts on that. I had never been to Kansas. I never uh-huh. been to the Midwest. Uh, we thought it was going to be a bunch of cornfields. Uh, yeah, we just we're just really just blind to the fact. Just had no uh-huh. idea. But uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, I thought Kansas City was a really great place. I would have loved to spend my entire career there. Uh, there was a chance that it could have happened, but uh, it didn't. But right. my time there was really special. My family really enjoyed it. Uh, the community was great. The fan base was great. Uh, just a, just an overall really good experience. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You had the four years, and then I don't know what happened. But the, you know, that's the part of the bit of, of the football side that I don't think people always understand as much is things happen. Sometimes it's in your control. Oftentimes it's not. It certainly wasn't in my control, you know, when I left Pittsburgh to go to New Orleans. And I was fortunate that it wasn't in my control from New Orleans to Kansas City, getting back to where I'm from. But um, you go to New York, you win a Super Bowl there. I mean, uh, you, you have a fabulous game. I think you had eight tackles and maybe a sack in that game, if, if I saw the stats right. I mean, that is what we play for. And um, I mean, we talk about things on the field, but just how did that change your career? Did that change your career? I, I think it did. I think just the whole experience in New York, um, it was a different type of, I don't know if it was a different type of leadership. I think I was more prepared to uh-huh. step into a leadership role. Um, I, I think I definitely appreciated that journey, you know, looking back at playing with Will Shields and even yourself and Willie Rove and, and Tony Gonzalez and these people that, that, you know, Hall of Famers that didn't get a chance to win a Super Bowl. And I know how an important how important it was for them. And I think it just helped me appreciate that journey even even more. Um and then how it changed my my outlook on 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 the NFL and my career. Um I, I think it just motivated me. I think it motivated okay. me to be a better player. Um and and really 
showed me how to bring other people along as far as accountability and, and, and different aspects. Yeah, and, and by the way, I appreciate and, and I owe you money. I appreciate you putting me in that Will Shields and Willie Rofe, you know, part of that's that's Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other because I don't belong with those guys, but, but I remember it. But you and I got to know each other pretty well because you, you come in, and I, as always, young guys uh, that are gifted like yourself, if they're not starting right away, or even if they are, they're, they're generally going to be on punt team, special teams. And we were, and I think he might have been a guard next to me at times and uh, for whatever reason. But um, yeah, you're just like I remember, you know soft-spoken but you said when you went to new york you started to step up a little bit because i remember you you were very quiet not not shy but just very quiet um kind of a quiet leadership uh did you have that said about you a lot during your career did people ever try to change you uh, i'm curious because oftentimes they want that rah-rah guy but that is you know everything i i know about kavika mitchell is that is not you and that's yeah. not a bad thing i just mean that's not your personality no, this and it's still not my personality. I'm really not a a raw guy. I'm a, I, I I speak when things are on my heart, and, uh -huh. and, and sometimes I hope that it's received a little bit more because I I reserve it for times that I feel that are important. Uh, right, and I don't think that changed. I think it, it was just a probably just an overall confidence change of understanding the game and being the different experiences that allowed me to 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 put all that together and talk about different things and in, in, in and in a different way and more of a leadership way uh helping other guys understand the, the seriousness of this having a better understanding of how we all work together and, and and the goals that we're trying to achieve so just a just an overall better understanding of the game and, and what it takes i think awesome okay well we're going to take a quick break but when we come back uh with kavika mitchell i'm going to ask him about uh maybe a memory that that he and i had together when we were trading uh, back in the day. So let's take a quick break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we're back with eight-year uh, former uh, eight-year NFL veteran, former Kansas City Chief, uh, Super Bowl winner with the New York Giants, Kavika Mitchell. Uh, Kavika, okay, so we, we went to break. I, I said there was a memory. I, I wanted to check and see if you remember this. Um, a lot of people may or may not know, but in the offseason, it's it's pretty intense. You work out. Some of the best times of my life is in the offseason working out because there's not as much pressure. You get to enjoy things. But I'm curious, do you happen to remember uh, running the steps in Arrowhead Stadium with, with me when you decided to go there up and down? The entire thing, the upper uh, level. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Painful. <laughs> Yeah, that that is literally my 15 years. That is literally maybe the sorest I've ever been, and, and maybe the silliest thing I ever did. I, I don't know how we we thought about that. I don't know if Jeff Hurd uh, brought it up or and, and tried to change things up. And I do like changing things up. But folks, I'm I'm here to tell you uh, that the running the steps up and down in that upper level of Arrowhead is no joke. It's deep. It, <laughs> it's just never ending. It's, yeah. Uh, it's it's hard. I mean, walking them, I think it's hard enough. But yeah, when you when you turn it to a run and and you're doing that for conditioning, yeah, it was yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah, I I remember being scared. I was more comfortable going up, even though it was hard. Yeah. I was scared when I was coming down because you don't yeah. realize how steep it is. To all, all, all you fans that, that get out there in Chiefs Kingdom and, and that upper level, kudos to you and thank you so very very much. Um, uh, you played for different teams, as we said, uh, the Chiefs, the Giants, the Bills, the uh, New Orleans. Uh, you ended your career uh, briefly. Um, the fan base is in different places. I, I'm not asking you to you know, say one's better than the other, but I'm just curious. Did you notice a, a, a difference? Um, we're obviously here in KC and, and talk about the loudest stadium in the world of 142.2 in Arrowhead. Um, it was a special kind of place. I remember for me before I came here, uh, even though I was a homer that I was from Kansas, I always thought, okay, this stadium is absolutely different in terms of the way fans get and how loud it's getting. Does that does that ring true with you? Absolutely. Um, I, I used to look around the fans in the stadium and it was almost like a time warp. It uh-huh. was just kind of just the vibration, just the noise, and the whole environment. Um, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. And, and being at South Florida, I didn't experience that. So right. I, being in an environment like that, it just it, it, feed, it fed me. You know, it definitely energized me and it definitely – it was always cool when you make a big play. It was always like this moment of silence, and then it's just this huge eruption. Uh, and it was it was always like that. So yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it it, it always. Um, I, I tell people this, and they they have a hard time. I think believing at times that you can be two or three yards from somebody, and when it's really going loud and, and like it gets, I mean, literally, it's almost hard to hear somebody, and even if you're yelling, and <clears throat> that is a, one special thing makes it it makes it difficult. Um, did you were you able to come in and play in Arrowhead uh, once you left when you were with other teams? And if so, uh, first of all, did, were you ever back uh, as a competitor? Yeah, I played against the uh, the Chiefs when I was with the Bills. Okay, gotcha. So uh, I know it affects the, the noise affects the offenses. Was it that difficult for the, being a defensive guy out there trying to to 
to get signals out, or is it not quite as bad because of the offense being out? No, it's, it's not quite as bad, but right. uh, just preparing for it and, and seeing the offense, you know, they, they played the loudspeakers and all that kind of stuff and seeing right. what they had to deal with going into it, it definitely impacted our offense. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, so um, talk to me about this. This is off the field. Uh, leaving Kansas City for New York, uh, I, 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 the, was it bitter? Was it tough to swallow? Was it hard? Was it of your own volition? That's one. And then you're there. You win a Super Bowl, and then I believe you go right to Buffalo. And what was your feelings there? You signed a nice contract, and obviously that's something you you want to do that you work for. Um, but I'm you're, I'm curious your thoughts on both of those. I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it short. So yeah. a lot of people don't know when I left Kansas City, uh, there was a deal on the table, and okay. I, I made the decision to, to change agents uh, right around that time, which is a, a terrible decision as far as timing um so when i went with the new agent uh he was shopping me around um at a higher at a higher level for my contracts um higher than people were willing to pay uh so i got a phone call one day after a couple weeks of, of free agency and and uh they told me my agent was like well they're getting ready to sign napoleon harris and uh they're gonna sign him to the same deal that they have for you and i was like what well, what deal i didn't i wasn't aware of any deal so so the first mistake was hiring a different agent the second one was not being involved with the process as much as i should have gotcha um so by the time i knew about it they already signed napoleon um and i missed the deal they offered a three-year deal and at that point i was willing to take my chances on the market uh, right and it, it came down to the giants uh philadelphia and san francisco um and i chose the giants so Thankfully, it worked out as far as winning a championship. Yeah. Um, but then when free agency came around again, I wanted to stay with the Giants. Uh -huh. the, Bills, the Bills came knocking at 12.01, and they were highly interested. Um, they, they kept making different offers. I decided to take a trip there. I was still not yet committed. Um, and then and then I made the decision. I was uh, To be honest, I was scared to go through that situation again. Wow. Um, and the Giants, we, we couldn't come to an agreement, so... I signed with the Bills, and, and I, I saw it as, you know, provided security for my family. Um, so I made a decision, and, and we, we went from there. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's interesting. That's something that I think a lot of fans out there, the listeners, don't realize. It, it is such a business in the offseason. We know more now, but e even back then, again, it, are you involved? I know for me, uh, after my first three years with the Steelers and we were, were negotiating, my, my agent was really trying to get me away from the Steelers because they – they were known to be kind of frugal, and I think he kind of ticked them off a little bit. I remember one day getting everything in my locker had been sent to me. It was on my front door uh, when I'd come back to Kansas, and that kind of, that kind of, you know, I almost signed with the Jets at the time. Thank goodness, because mm -hmm. then I went back to that fourth year. We played in the Super Bowl, didn't win it, unfortunately. But e e even with that, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, how fortunate it was to win a championship, mm -hmm. and, and that is, it's so many guys go through the league without ever winning one. Or even playing in, in in sometimes a a playoff game. I at least played in the Super Bowl, played two AFC Championship games. I mean, we do play for the money, uh, but but it, it's about getting that ring and it's about getting that that trophy. You had a chance to hold one. You've got that ring. Um, you went through that parade. I can't think of a, a more arc, iconic place to do it than in New York City. Talk about that experience. Oh man, it was it was really amazing. The fans in New York were. We're just really great friends. They, I think, one of the things I remember just how well they traveled. 
every uh-huh. game that we won on the road, they were, and we couldn't win on, we couldn't win at home, but every game we won on the road, they were there at the end cheering us on and, uh, winning the Super Bowl. I mean, in New York City, it's, the city was just welcomed us back with open arms and the parade was, was amazing. I mean, it's millions of people, confetti everywhere. It was, it was just really a, a great experience. I'll never forget. That's awesome. Now we talked about moving from Kansas city to New York and then one year, New York to Buffalo. Um, something that kind of goes untalked about, I think sometimes is how difficult it is to pick your family up and move do it twice in two years. Just you know, talk about your wife and your kids and, and how you dealt with that. And, I mean, that being said, you want to help with it, but at times you're like, as you say, you're trying to take care of your family. You've got to get there and get things going. I'm guessing that your wife did a lot of things to really make that that as easy as possible for you. Yeah, I mean, she was a great support, and I, I think I think you know just as well as I do, and and as well as other players who are married. You know, it's it's really hard to do it without that. Um, and the single guys have to hire people to do it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either way, you need support. Um, she was really great. The kids were really great. They were young, and we tried to, at the time we lived in Atlanta, we tried to set up some stability by spending half the year in Atlanta so they uh-huh. can go and, and continue school with the same schoolmates and that kind of stuff. So that was one way we tried to have stability, but the other ways, you just adjust and you do it together, and it, and it makes life easier. Right. Uh, your years in Buffalo, you signed, I think you signed maybe a five-year deal. You only completed two of those. Yeah. You had an injury. I don't know what that is. I think you had an injury that, that kind of cut that short. Talk about that experience. Um, yeah, year seven for me, that was my second year at Buffalo. Uh, I tore my quad tendon uh, on my right leg. Wow. And uh, that was the first injury I had throughout college, throughout high school, college, and the pros, as far as one that really took me off the field. Um so that required surgery. It was about a nine-month um, recovery. And then I came back, earned my starting job back um, in, in the third year with Buffalo. And then I sprayed my Liz Frank on the oh. punt team. <laughs> on the punt team. So they decided to put me on a IR. Um, and then it was, it was again, this, this life happened so fast. And at yeah. that time, I made the decision to um, take a settlement and try my luck somewhere else i wanted to i wanted to play right away um and you know you make those decisions and yeah i was able to i was able to get on with new orleans after that but uh yeah it was it was cut short and uh but i was i felt fortunate to play that long without having serious injuries until then yeah absolutely it's um i'm curious you know we play this game for so long and and it's our world until obviously all of a sudden it's not it's funny i i spoke uh, yesterday at at a teacher in service i do a lot of speaking and i always get the question do you still snap and do you still snap and i'm a little bit of a smart ass when i come back like you know what it's funny you do something for 15 years but the fact is there's not a big uh, minor league system for uh long snapping so no i haven't snapped all literally uh probably a decade but uh Walking away, walking away from the game, whether it's your own volition or through injury, uh, through or whatever it may be, it, it is not easy. Um, I thought I was going to do better than I did. I didn't do terrible, but I've seen some guys that really, really struggle, some that can't wait to get out. I'm curious, what was your experience and how did you deal with it? Um, I felt like I, the injuries obviously were out of my control and right. I would have preferred not to deal with those, but... I made the decision for myself to 
to hang it up. You know, I, I played with the Saints, and then the following year was the lockout, and then I decided to give it to week six. Um, I actually got a call from the Giants um, okay. before the first game of the season in 2000, right after the lockout, 2010, 2011, um, when they won their second Super Bowl with Eli. Um, so they called me. They were like, come in. We're going to we're gonna – we need you to play 40 snaps this weekend. How are you in shape? Here's the defense. Do you remember the defense? So I went in, I answered all these questions. And I went in and uh, I had the physical. They were running me through the physical. Everything was a done deal. And uh, he told me to, you know, touch my toes. And he looked at my back. And during the lockout, I had a, a scope uh, procedure on my on my L5-S1. And oh, okay. uh, he, saw the, he saw the scar and he was like, Oh, well, he's like, what is this? I was like, oh, it's just maintenance. And uh, so anyway, they, they brought another guy in. They ended up signing the other guy. And and then I, uh, at that point, I gave it to like week four or five or six. I got uh-huh. a couple calls. And then uh, I was tired. You know, I was yeah. tired uh, to go through that process. So I decided to uh, to walk away. And I, I, I wasn't, I thought I was ready for it. I was comfortable with the decision. But uh, it, it, it got a little difficult after that. So it was, yeah. it, was, it was a difficult process. Yeah, you know, I, I spoke with Morton Anderson. I don't remember if you were with KC when Morton was there, uh, of course, in the Hall of Fame. And he talked about it as well. He said he thought he was ready, but when he retired, I mean, he, and, and it's crazy. He played 25 years, Kavik. I mean, yeah. you and I live each other like, yeah, your eyes got wide there. It's, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. And he thought, you know, 25 years, me walking away, that's not going to be an issue at all. And he said, uh, he said actually that, it was an issue that about the first 18 months, he he really had a hard time. He said he remembers at least uh, on one occasion where he woke up on Sunday and thought he was oversleeping for the game. And then his wife had to tell him, no, you're, you're retired or whatever. And he said at one point also, she's like, okay, you need to get your shit together or else yeah. we've got issues because he was having a hard time dealing with things. And I don't think that's unlike a, a, a lot of people. Mine wasn't that tough um, for me because I played 15 years. I was asked to continue to play. Didn't mean I would have made the team, but um, I retired of my own volition. I mean, Father Time was going to win eventually, but uh, sometimes when it's within your own control a little bit, I think it maybe sets easier. I'm curious to your thoughts. We're going to take a break, and then I'm going to get your thoughts on that when we come back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. All right, this is Beyond the Game. I'm Kendall Gammon. We're back with Kavika Mitchell, eight-year NFL vet, former Kansas City Chief, Super Bowl 42 winner with the New York Giants. Uh, when we left, went to break. I talked about you know leaving the game and what how it was for me. You talked about it a little bit for you. Um, your eight years, you saw people leave each and every year. Probably good for friends at times. Saw maybe the good, the bad. You don't have to name the names, but I'm curious. Uh, if, if that sticks in your mind and, and again, how you dealt with it. Um, as, as, as far as the, the turnover in the league, yeah, you know, you learned, uh, the veterans told, told me right away, just, it's unfortunate, but don't get to know people too well, especially yeah. the young, the young ones. Um, and it's hard, you know, but you still treat them with respect and you still get to know these guys and you share a lot of time with them. And then there's the ones that, that you really, that, that spend time with you and, and play yeah. with you for a number of years. And it's a, it's a, it's a difficult process. And, and, and it really rang true when I retired. Cause at that point, 
you know, you're playing with all these guys and you're so close and you, and you share so many things in common. And then all of a sudden everybody lives in different states around the country. And when you retire, it's, it's just boom, everybody dispersed. So, um, I, I think that part was just, just a little surprising for me when I retired. Um, and, and it was difficult to keep those links connected as it, you know, yeah. this is the first time we spoke in, in many yeah. years. So, uh, I think that part is just, it, it is a difficult part of the process to, to go through. Yeah, you know, but you do make some friends. There's a few guys I keep in touch with. Um, you, yourself, are, are there a few guys that you made friendships over the year that you still keep in touch with, or or have has it just basically weaned itself off of that? Uh, no, there's a few guys. Uh, Scott Fujita, okay. we still talk, and, and him and his, my wife, his wife and my wife are good friends. There's several others, Antonio Pierce, and um, I just did this big mountain bike ride with Amani Toomer in Colorado. So there's definitely some guys that I still, still get in touch with. And, uh, and hopefully I'll, I'll still continue to do that more and more over the years. Yeah. We were going to do this last week, but you, you talked about, you had that coming up and that bike ride. Tell me a little bit uh, more of that, that, that you did and, and, and really to that degree, what you're doing these days, this is part of it, I think. Yeah, Amani Tumor started this. Uh, I've been I've been cycling for a few years now, and Amani Tumor started this uh, team called Game Time Cycling. And uh, the whole movement behind it is to get guys, former players, involved with cycling. Uh, for me and for him, it's been a great option as far as exercise, and it, it's it's helped with my emotional health, my mental health, physical health as well, and and. Uh, you know, it's just it's the motivation is you know seeing guys that they can't run and jump like they used to because of injuries from the game, wow. um, and cycling gives us a better option. It's a it's easier on our joints. So, so anyway, I joined him on this journey, and uh, we just took on this. It's called Leadville Mountain Bike One Hundred uh, One Hundred Race. It's a one hundred mile race in the mountains of Colorado. Wow. Yeah, it starts at ten thousand feet elevation, gains up to twelve thousand five hundred. Throughout the race, you climb about twelve thousand feet. Um, you climb three mountains, and, wow. and it's uh. So yeah, we just it's that. Um, I was able to finish it. I did it in ten and a half hours. Um, okay, that's great. Was, uh, that's yeah, it was quite the accomplishment. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that feels good. And 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 that's the one thing I don't think people always realize is is you know we do this our whole life. And then when it goes, we still, we, we want to be physical. I still get the urge. I do it once a year, sometimes twice during the summers. I get the urge to want to be outside in the hottest of hot days and run a little bit. And yeah. you can barely tell, call what I do running anymore. Uh, we had a 103 uh, degree day maybe last week. And I went out and I ran for about 45 minutes and then I was sore for four days. I mean, it's not very, I'm making sure that the old man doesn't pull a calf or a, or a hamstring or got a bit a uh, an Achilles, but uh, my goodness, it is amazing with that. You mentioned one thing; it's at altitude. Did you train at altitude to get ready for this? No, you know, oh. you know I live in, I live in Florida. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering. Yeah, no, um, I use the humidity. Uh -huh. I, I train at the hottest times of the day, which uh -huh. is really crazy here in Florida, and uh, I use that to provide some stress. It was really the only tool I could use uh, to prepare me for it, and then. And then I think my body just responded well to the altitude. I didn't get a lot of side effects, which a lot of people, everybody responds differently. So right. thankfully for me, it, it, it definitely stressed my breathing, but it didn't have a huge impact on me. Very cool. That's awesome. That's, 
that's a great thing. I'm gonna look into more. I do a lot of riding in the bike as well. I'm, I've, I've been told doctor wise not to run. Here, if I run year for a little bit, it's not that bad. But uh, uh, a career takes its toll. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I'm uh, I think I mentioned it a little bit, but I'm curious, just in general, what are you doing these days? Did you have any business ventures after uh, you left the game, and, and just um, how do you keep busy day to day? Uh, yeah, I've gone through a different couple cycles. Um, I've done some real estate. Uh, there's a, a guy, we played against each other in high school, Jeff Fain. Uh, he was the first rounder, played, I think, 11 years in the league. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, he lives here in town. So we, we've done some things together. Um, a lot of charity stuff. I've owned a gym, uh, owned and sold a gym. Okay. I've done some charity stuff there as well. I've been a teacher. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I taught what, what did you teach? Uh, I taught team sports on the PE side of things. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was at my kid's school, and I and I coached his team as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was a really cool experience. Uh, and currently I'm coaching uh, at my alma mater, um, which is really cool. Uh, I just started there this year. Okay. And uh, and lately I've been taking care of our little five-year-old. My wife went back to work full-time. Um, she's, a, she's a licensed therapist um, for the school district. And uh, so now he started kindergarten, and I'm getting ready to start a job with uh, my friend's construction company. So I'll be learning the ropes for a couple of years, and then uh, hopefully moving to the business side of things. That's awesome. That's very very cool. That's uh, that's good to hear. You said your your wife is a therapist in term a, a mental therapist, a psychologist of some sort. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, she she clearly must have had those qualities or things that interest her even before she got the degree or was going back to work. Did it, did any of that help you during your career or, or did you, did you deal with some things? I know for myself, unfortunately, I went through a divorce six years ago. I just got remarried this year uh, to, to a wonderful lady. But you know, one thing I started was therapy about six years ago. I was in a, a lot of it. And, and I talk about it all the time because I think people need to understand and know that it's okay to go to therapy and get help or have somebody to talk to. Uh, because the minute you you seclude and you put the walls up and you don't let anybody in, like I did at times, is I think when things start to crumble a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's important to talk about. Um, I, I went through a really hard time. Uh, there were several years uh, I went through some deep depression. Yeah. Um, and it required a lot of therapy. Um, I had a lot of struggles for a few years. Uh, and, you know, thankfully... You know, my wife, just understanding that whole process, I think she was able to be more supportive and understanding throughout mine, understanding that it that it's really a temporary a temporary right. deal, or hopefully it is a temporary deal if I'm able. But I, I was able and I was willing to receive help for it, and I think that helped the situation. But uh, it was hard. It was hard to climb out of. Um, thankfully, I was able to do that. Um but it, it it was it was a while. It, it took it took a while. So yeah, it was a difficult process. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely turned around. Yeah, and, you know, it's, and, and I didn't know any of that. You just brought it out. I appreciate you sharing. But again, for me, I, I had those dark dark times as well. And, and some days, you know, really really dark. And, and and unfortunately, was unwilling to tell anybody and, and put on this face face to try to make sure that everybody knew that everything was fine when it actually wasn't. And that's that's easier said than done. I think with COVID and everything's going on, mental health is so very important. I think it's important to talk about it. I do all the time, as I said, 
I go to therapy still, not as much as I used to. I, I feel like I've come through that a little bit, but I'll go to therapy a little bit the rest of my life because it's just, I, I think it's a good thing to have somebody that can really, you can talk to about that. So I appreciate you sharing. So as I told you, we were going to be 30 to 45 minutes. We're right around 33, 34 or so. I'm going to let you go. I have one last question I asked everybody on Beyond the Game, which is when you look at your career, these one of these may be really, really uh, uh, obvious, but is is there a low uh, in your career and is there a high in your career that you remember that this really sticks in your mind? Uh, believe it or not, the low was like my rookie year. Um, okay. I, I kept tearing my hamstrings. I told my left, then my right, then my left. And, and it just was a really difficult time because I was trying to address the pressure. I was trying to be available and, and, I, and I couldn't figure it out. Wow. And Dick Vermeil helped as much as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of them, but that's the first one that came to mind. Uh, yep. As far as the high, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would think. It was a, it was a pretty exciting experience and uh, to do it with a bunch of guys that, that really were accountable and had fun with each other. Yeah, it was, it was really special. That's awesome. Well, dude, you're special. I appreciate it. It's, it's amazing to me. I mean, I feel like it was just yesterday that that yeah. we were on punt team together and or we were running those damn stairs, which I think is hilarious still uh, to this day. So, Kavika, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing. Uh, uh, good luck to you. If there's anything I can do, please let me know. Uh, reach out. And I really uh, loved it. It was a great time today. Uh, for everybody coming in and listening today, I really appreciate it. This is Beyond the Game. I'm Kendall Gavin. He's Kavika Mitchell. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.